This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Jeff Richardson, a.k.a. El Jefe Tacoma, coming to you live from Mailman Studios in sunny Tacoma. And you're listening to Everything is Awesome, the show that celebrates all the best this universe can offer. Casey Chaos. What's up, Jeffrey? How you doing, girl? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. (laughs) We're already smack dab in the middle of the show, so I'll I'll throw it back to you. (laughs) We had a nice warm-up with uh, <laughs> Kev, Nerdy Kev. What's up, Kev? And a bit of a trick right there. That was uh, our guest this week for Everything is Awesome, uh, Jeff and KC from the other Everything is Awesome podcast. That's right. It's finally happened. We'll get to more of that in just a second here. I'm still trying to figure out my schedule uh, and get everything straight for the Patreon. Uh, but good news if you're listening to this now, that means that you can also go to patreon.com slash that entertains and listen to part two of my conversation with the other Everything is Awesome podcast uh, right now. Just go to patreon.com slash that entertains to subscribe for as little as $2. Uh, you want the early access, I believe that's $5 a month. Uh, and you also get a bunch of exclusives like this week we'll be dropping two Patreon exclusives. Uh, we'll be dropping from Everything is Awesome. Uh, our Building a Better Kev series where I talk about my weight loss journey. It's going to be the introduction to that series. Uh, even if I can't edit it on my phone, I've been having issues recording it and getting it edited on my phone and processed there. Uh, I'll just have to upload it to the computer and do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, we also have Victims and Villains, who is doing a Daria recap uh, that you can listen to this week on the Patreon, patreon.com slash that entertains. And the end of the week, we'll be also dropping something for Black Squadron Radio, which is not an active show on the network yet, but it will uh, be hopefully next month sometime. So we'll also be dropping uh, some stuff related to that. Uh, Oh, and I have big news. We are launching on October 1st, I believe. Uh, After Party of One, it is the new podcast, um, kind of think Talking Dead, but for role-playing games. Um, We're going to be sitting down and going over the month's worth of Party of One podcast episodes that dropped in September. Uh, So we'll be recording that near the end of September. Um, I'm finalizing the guest for our pilot episode, uh, but we'll be talking about every single episode of Party of One that drops in the month of September. Uh, and it will be dropping on to Patreon on probably September 29th or September 30th. And it will be made available to the entire public on the 
1st of October. It's going to be a monthly podcast hosted by me, uh, where I sit down and talk to either a guest from that month, uh, the host of the show, Jeff Stormer, or just someone that's in the tabletop community. And that could be literally anyone, whether you are a player, uh, a dungeon master, game master, or just a fan of the series uh, of Party of One or role-playing games in general. Uh, you can come sit on the show and chat. And if you want to be part of that, please email me at, uh, well, I don't know the podcast email off the top of my head. So email me at awesome at crewnumerstudios.com with the subject line after Party of One if you're interested in being a guest on that show. Without further ado, let's just get right to this week's episode. We uh, sat down with uh, Jeff and Casey Chaos from the other Everything is Awesome podcast. And we discovered throughout our conversation uh, a lot of similarities between the two shows. Um, and I believe that basically we're, we're doing their shows a little bit more structured, but for the most part, we have a very similar vibe. We're all very um, positive and, and, and just kind of looking to better the world uh, and the universe and stuff. Um, what's even crazier, you know, all of the similarities that we bring up in both part one and part two here of the conversation I had with uh, the other Everything is Awesome podcast um, hosts, Jeff and KC. Uh, we mentioned a lot of similarities. The one that we didn't mention is Jeff has a chaos in his life. Casey Chaos. And what's crazier yet is she spells it K-A-O-S. And for those of you that know, my best friend in the world, Mike D'Angelo, used to wrestle as Chaos, K-A-O-S. He wrote a book series that featured a character named Chaos, K-A-O-S, modeled after himself. Um, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy that... Uh, two podcasts with, with, uh, basically the same name have so many similarities. Uh, and it, it's, it's, I'm so happy that we finally made this happen. So, uh, without further ado, here is my conversation with the hosts of everything is awesome with Jeff and Casey on awesomepodcast.com, part of the that's entertainment podcast network on thatentertains.com slash network. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. What's it, like three years, four years? Uh, uh, Two and a half years of me uh, publishing this show. Uh, I I started publishing February 1st of 2016. Uh, But I started recording in October of 2015. And it's funny because... Uh, I was actually just talking to my, my fiance a, a couple hours ago, um, explaining the interview, uh, because like she doesn't listen to the show at all, but uh, I was like, yeah, there's this other podcast. Everything is awesome. And she's like, wait, what? I was like, all right, well, here's, here's the story as it, she must not I, look at your Twitter. No, no. Um, and here's, so this is like the, the, my side of the story of, of finding out about everything is awesome. Uh, I don't even, I don't, I don't know which one's 2.0 at, at this point, <laughs> but is in, uh, I've been podcasting since July, uh, of 2007. Uh, and I've done various shows in that 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did take some time off in, uh, like 20, I would say 2012, like the summer 2012, after my son was a couple months old. I, I just stopped pod, podcasting because like I was a new parent and I had no idea what to do. And it, and it took a couple of years to get back into it. And I said to myself, all right, well, I don't want to do a show that relies on a co-host because 
Like it's already hard enough to, to get me to do the show with my crazy schedule mm-hmm. uh, because I, you know, baby. And mm-hmm. um, so, so I did, I wanted to do an interview show cause then I would just have to rely on myself, but I'm a terrible interviewer. Like I, the, <laughs> Like the fact that I do an interview show is a joke because I, and I, I want to say, uh, I guess it was probably episode, forget the, it was somewhere in the seventies. I think I did like a 10 year anniversary of me podcasting show. And I believe I threw the clip in of my first ever interview I, I did back in 2007. And it's just awful. Like if I, and something I usually explain to my guests ahead of time and uh, which I don't think I did with you guys because I was doing the, um, I was like really swamped with fest- the Philadelphia Podcast Festival stuff, and going crazy like the end of June, which is why I think we had miscommunication about tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Totally my fault. I apologize for that. No problem, not at all. But um, it, my interviews, like if I prepare for an interview, I have questions, and then I say I, I asked question one, you answer it, probably tee me off for a really great follow up, and I say that's great, let's go to question two, and like I'm just awful. So so I I do, uh, and and my fiance tonight was like, I think it's like not respectful the way you do interviews because I don't prepare, like I don't do a pre interview, I don't do any kind of thorough research, I go into it blind to have like a natural conversation. That's what I do too. That's what we do. Oh, God, this is—it's freaky how many similarities. Except I don't think it's awful. <laughs> okay, so my my podcast heroes in the beginning were Mark Marin, okay, and Aisha Tyler, okay, both of whom go into a cold like that. I mean, yeah. sometimes they know the person, so they yeah, yeah. Uh, do that or whatever. But like, like. I find it's just a fresher experience yes. if you don't know everything. So about do you say it's awful because you're uncomfortable or you just feel awkward? No, no. I think the way I do it is great. <laughs> I think not doing research is great and it makes me a better, I, I, I think long form interview, the way I, this show is usually described is the wrong description. It's more long form conversation right? Uh, because oftentimes we'll like, a common like uh, theme of um, train going off the, the rails is um, it's like pop culture, like whatever the hot movie is, or, you know, if, if there's a, a common ground of like Marvel or DC or, or Star Wars or something like that, if something triggers us to go off the, the beaten path is usually what will happen on this show. So, so it very much is more of a conversational show than it is an interview mm-hmm. show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, and that's because I don't do any prep. So I don't think it's awful that I don't prep. I think it's great. And I, and I do, I have, so, so my podcasting heroes, uh, especially when I decided to do this show, I, I was thinking of like people that, that do something similar. And it was Kevin Smith with Fat Man on Batman, the original version of that, at least. Um, mm-hmm. Aisha Tyler as well. Uh, I'm a huge fan of her uh, Girl on Guy show. And, um, and Aaron McGathy with This Feels Terrible. Like they all, all three of them do or at one point did a similar show to what I was kind of going for. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I developed this show was like, I want to talk to other podcasters. And then uh, when I, when I didn't know, I don't know how, so how long have you guys been podcasting? I've, so I'm Casey, by the okay. way. Hi, Casey. That's Casey chaos. What's up? Uh, I've been podcasting for as long as Jeff and I've been dating. So about, 
two years now. Okay. Two. Yeah, we got together. Uh, I'm, bad. I'm bad with time. <laughs> we got together right around Valentine's Day of 2016. <laughs> I guess shortly yeah. after you started yeah. this podcast, or at least kicked it off a full time. And and a month or two in, I was like, Hey, I'm going down to see this 16 uh, year old comedian in Olympia. Welcome to tag along. I could bring an extra mic if you want to get in on it. And she uh, she hopped in. We're sitting in this kid's kitchen with his, <laughs> his dad's like around the corner. And and all of a sudden, she's got this amazing radio voice and insight and all this stuff. It was really cool. We had some podcast magic. We had that passion. <laughs> but Jeff's been doing it longer. Yeah. So um, when I got started, it was... It was, let's see, I mean, I've wanted to do it ever since I heard one mm-hmm. when I first heard TVTL in 2012, okay. uh, but it took me a while to find somebody to produce. Um, so I think it was late 2013. Yeah, it was like September 2013, I think, or maybe, no, no, it was 2014. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got in, I got in touch with the lady who worked at a radio station her name is Melissa Suter. She worked at the Evergreen State College radio station called, Chaos coincidentally, Radio. Chaos radio. Yeah. <laughs> and Spelt the same, too. Yeah, we got all kinds of synchronicities in our laps over here. But uh, so me and Melissa started the show, and it was going to be really heavily focused on local art mm-hmm. and music because uh, she had the radio background. She knew all these local musicians and people that come in and out, and we had access to the studio there at Evergreen. And then her mom got cancer and she decided to go back to Baltimore and uh, stay with her mom for a while, take care of her. And so my show basically transitioned almost overnight into essentially the show you were creating (laughs) and they just happened to have the same name. So it was like really odd. Like once I realized that you had started putting out episodes under that name and I'm over here like doing exactly what you're doing. Like it was, I I didn't know what to do. I was like, I'm enjoying this so much. I'm loving interviewing all these people, but I'm also like, I feel like I'm biting this guy's rhyme over here. I was like, like, oh man, like copyright, what's going to (laughs) happen? And so like we changed from Facebook to everything is awesome podcast and then added, you know, with Jeff and Casey. Yeah. When Casey (laughs) showed up, she understands marketing and promo. And and yeah, it was just like, oh, this is a nightmare because Maybe one or two episodes for me, and I Googled. I did, like, a Google search, and that popped up. Like, your page popped up, but it's through That's Entertainment. And I think at that point must have been your – it must have been, like, your lull in producing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, like, maybe this guy won't pick it up again. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, you know, like, it'll the – you know, like maybe he just got bored or whatever and like won't produce anymore. And, and like, I didn't understand like how the website worked and like it, you weren't like uniform in that you were only everything is awesome. Like you were under another, like, it seems like, like a network yeah. umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> like, okay, maybe I'll just like let it go. And then we started getting tagged on Facebook from your oh, guests. Oh my God. Tweets. Oh. People were thanking us. Them on. And I'm like, wait, wait, I think that's nerdy Kev. I'm sorry. <laughs> so like in the middle of the day, we get like people tagging our, my, you know, our podcast and we're both, you know, linked on it on our Facebooks. And I'm like, all excited. I'm like, but who is this person? And it was 
because they were trying to tag your Facebook. It's funny. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I, I want to rewind back to to when I was developing this this show. What ended up being my version of everything is awesome. Uh, and originally, like the name was, it was going to be very podcast centric because that's what I wanted to do. But like, mm-hmm. I, you know. 10 years ago when I started podcasting, the, the community wasn't friendly at all. Uh, and, 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 and I mean, really, because there wasn't a, a, a podcasting community, an indie community. Um, have you have you watched Earbuds or Ear... What's that? Earbuds, Earbuds the yeah. podcasting documentary. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I think I, I've heard of it before. You should check yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. I have a little creep coming into my uh, studio here. What's up, bud? <laughs> you need me to give Teddy a hug? All right. Oh. All right. Good night, bud. Love you. Aww. <laughs> uh, and, and actually, that, that was my son Trey. Uh, and yeah, I was like, that must be the son that you took the break for. <laughs> yep, yep. And he uh, he's uh, six and a half now, and he actually when uh, like right before we started doing this, like he was old enough uh, to like under kind of understand like what a microphone was. And, and so in my, in my shed, I had all my old equipment, like all my mixers and stuff. So like, he kind of helped me get back into it uh, and start developing it again because he, he was like, he wanted to record. So we like, we, there's a couple episodes that, that like him and I have done uh, that. I, I don't even know if I have posted yet. Like that's, it's just, it, we, we did it for us. Um, but yeah, he actually, yeah, he, he got me back into it and he still loves the idea of podcasting and is waiting for me to finish my studio so that he can go back out there and like just record whenever he wants. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so, uh, when, when I decided that like podcasting, I thought was too much of a, uh, a niche, like setting for me, I was like, all right, well I'll open it up to everything. Hey, everything is awesome. And it was like right around when the Lego movie came out and whatnot. And I swear to you guys, I, I Googled, like I'm a, when I, when I develop podcasts, I am very big on making sure there's no one else with that name. So, so I Googled, <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> I Googled the crap out of everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Podcast. I looked on iTunes. <laughs> I, I, I looked in Stitcher. I looked in all these services and nothing popped like, and, and maybe I'm, I'm definitely better at like, uh, uh, doing that research now than I was even three years ago. But I, nothing pops up, and I don't know if if you were doing everything is awesome by that name in in twenty like October twenty fifteen, maybe summer twenty fifteen. If not, th- then I'm definitely in the clear uh, because we we didn't have a website. Okay. We barely did anything on Facebook. I mean, because because I the reason why I waited forever to start was I wanted a producer who knows how to do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Melissa was that person, but after episode five, she was yeah. gone. So I was just like floating in the wind, making my little interview show. You know, I had no idea what was well, going and on. And then I started posting February, I believe February 1st. I should know this a little bit better, um, but I'm, I'm almost positive February 1st, 2016 is the, the episode one of Everything is Awesome. And I want to say that within like a month, I, I saw that you guys were around too. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. What? Is, how, how is and like, I saw that the, like you guys had a bigger library than me. And I was like, huh? we had like, yeah, we had like 45 yeah, episodes. I think that's that why I was like, well, we have more episodes, so we're good. I'm not too worried. This guy will fade out. And then no, you got a logo. You start producing. Where I was like, oh. well, and, and every week it was like, oh man, 
we're doing fewer and he's doing more. What are we going to do? Well, and, and that's what I was like, I, after a month, I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm pot committed. Cause like I had, I, I think like after, like when I realized that I had already commissioned like a, the, the new look, cause originally my original logo was like a real crappy thing that I did on myself that like incorporated like elements of the, the um, song from the Lego movie and whatnot. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah. And then, I, then I paid someone to, to develop the logo that I have now. And I was like, I just, Oh, you're in for out yeah, right I like, there. I, just, I was like, I just spent a hundred dollars on this. Like, I was like, I was like, well, I was like, they do have with uh, Jeff and Casey on it, so I was like, I guess we're different enough. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> and yeah. and honestly, yeah. that's just been that like ever since. And like, and I and I always wanted to contact you guys to to be on the show because to me, like, it's just it's funny. It's 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 a funny coincidence. And yeah. and I've always thought about tagging up my show for because if you Google everything is awesome, <laughs> like I, I, we neither of us come up. Like everything is awesome. It's all Lego movie stuff that comes up. But if you mm-hmm. if you throw in everything is awesome mm-hmm. podcast, then it's a mix between both of our stuff that pops up. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if it maybe it was just like SEO stuff since you're in a different state. I, Maybe. And like when you're searching. Well, and you probably had like fans built in. Nobody knew who I was. So that's probably why I was like, like way under the radar. Ma- yeah. And I'm a I mean? big, I'm a big thinker. So I'm like, I'm good. I'm doing what you did when you started the, the, the podcast after the <laughs> podcast has already started. And I'm like, oh man, there's another podcast. Like, how is this going to work copyright wise? Like brand identity yeah. and all this stuff. I'm like, well, what? And- <laughs> yeah. So. Since she since she added our names to the thing, now I just tell people just look Jeff ampersand Casey, you'll find us because mm-hmm. it's so much easier. And when people when I tell people to like look for the show, I'm like just look for the yellow, the one with the yellow background, like that's that's me, uh, because like like that's like the clear cut difference is is Casey. <laughs> Actually, we do have a yellow background. <laughs> I did make one. <laughs> uh, but it's it, yeah, and it it took a while for me to like finally just say like, hey, let like let me contact these guys to be on the show. And and what really kind of did it is around this past New Year's, I got tagged in a tweet from um from yeah Jim. from the from the show. Uh, Jim, it's good luck. yeah, and and saying thanks for doing the guest spot on this new year's episode. And I was like, Oh man, I must've been super drunk. Cause I don't remember this. <laughs> and, and like, it, it got blown off. Like, like every, he said something. I was like, all right, cool. I guess, I don't know. Uh, clearly not me. And, um, and I didn't even think to be like, maybe it was the other, everything is awesome guys. And then like a couple weeks later, I get tagged again from the, from him. I'm like, so I DM him. I was like, Hey man, it's not me. Like I did the research. I'm like, I definitely like, I know I'm ba- I have a bad memory and sometimes I do things without remembering, but like, I definitely wasn't on your show. And like, I listened, I, was, like, I listened and you, and in the end you thank Jeff from everything is awesome. And like, like, this is where it's totally my fault in branding. Like I started a show called everything is awesome. That's not him. And I was like, my name's Kev, like not Jeff. And he's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll, and then he's like, I- I'll, you'll be a guest on the show. So I ended up doing a, a, a spot on, on the show as well. Uh, down the road. No yeah. Way, yeah. Um, I forget. Yeah. I forget what episode, but yeah, it was like my first like voice acting gig and whatnot. And, uh, and, and, and that's how like I got that. It was like, so, so I've only ever been confused with you guys one time. Uh, and I don't know what it is because like we both, cause I, I want to say you have like the better handle like you, you uh, for Twitter. Cause you, you guys have the handle that I wanted. 
Uh, oh, EIA yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, yep. That was about the only good idea I ever had. <laughs> and, and only because the, the other good handle is uh, at Awesome Podcast, and somebody else has that. Um, yeah, there's like a sort of awesome podcast out there, I think. Well, I don't think they do anything anymore. Like, if I, so, uh, oh, how okay. to be awesome. That happens yeah. a lot, yeah. So, how to be well, as long as we're as long as we're like through the the origin of our battle, <laughs> why don't we talk about why why because I didn't do you actually want to do your intro anytime soon. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> we're, we'll do a full crossover. Okay, do you have a a fun intro or anything you put on your eps, or do you do that later? Yeah, so I used to when I first started out, and and my thing is now every February first or or right around that anniversary. Uh, I, I changed my show up a little bit. So I used to do like a Kevin Smith-esque intro where I would sit down and wax poetic about my guest in front of them for like five minutes. <laughs> but but it got to the point where I was also doing a five-minute pre-intro to that. Uh, and I was like, I can't my, – my listeners are going to hate me for, for talking. <laughs> Too many yeah, like, So So now like, yeah, in post-production, I'll go and I'll throw in um, – uh, I'll throw in a, my, the, the theme song and, I, and I'll do a proper intro to explain that. Hey, by the way, like we're talking to the other, everything is awesome podcast. And, uh, and, and yeah, so my intro will be, be much later uh, when this airs. Okay. So you'll just be like, we're talking by a trans dimensional gateway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And then my evil twins. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is, that was like, so this is why I think I, I didn't find you the first time is I looked at awesome podcast on Twitter. Like that, I think th- three years ago sounds about right. When I would just look at Twitter to make sure there was no other podcast. And you just weren't counting on me being a Twitter jackass neophyte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and so, so I because like, I must have just looked at Awesome Podcast, and then I said, "Well, screw it, I'll be real Awesome Pod," and because they didn't do anything since 2014, this podcast. So, uh, and, and had I done the simple research of just typing in "everything is awesome" instead of "at Awesome Podcast," <laughs> I obviously would have found at EIA Podcast, where you have been joined since 2014 as well. Um, so you guys clearly have existed longer. Uh, and- yes. <laughs> so- well, so yeah. So basically, we were when I first came up with the idea with Melissa, it was going to be like local, hyper northwest. You know, talking to your friends and neighbors. Where, kind and of and thing. his is kind of like that in Philadelphia. Yours and you've is got like some that of that vibe in yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, and but when it came down to sit down to talk about names, they all seemed too like businessy, mm-hmm. like like or or like it'd be about nature or some shit. Yeah. Because yeah. we're in the Northwest. Um, mm-hmm. And then her kid is like, "Everything is awesome," <laughs> and we're like. Okay, sure. Why not? It, oh, really? it was that well thought out. <laughs> and so, wait, you, do you predate the movie? No, oh, okay. no, the movie yeah. had just come yeah. out, right? Yeah. Like 2013, 2014? Uh, February 7th, 2014 is when Lego Movie came out. I, I, I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even watch the movie until after starting the podcast. Okay. Yeah, so it was probably just, they probably just got it on their Kindle or whatever mm-hmm. people do. Yeah, yeah. In 2014, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey wanted me to do my cool intro, so you get to hear it. Here it okay. goes. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Jeff Richardson, a.k.a. El Jefe Tacoma, 
Coming to you live from Mailman Studios in sunny Tacoma. And you're listening to Everything is Awesome, the show that celebrates all the best this universe can offer. Casey Chaos. What's up, Jeffrey? How you doing, girl? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. <laughs> We're already smack dab in the middle of a show, so I'll, I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> we had a nice warm up with uh, Kev. Nerdy Kev. Yes. What's up, Ken? Uh, great, great. So, uh, you know, I guess we should have, but before I hit record, we should have probably like talked about this crossover and how we were going to do it. Because uh, I totally envisioned just doing like a part one, part two situation. But, um, ooh, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that, or we could just like produce it however we yeah. want to afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm 100. Like, I'm not going to even kick off an intro now. Like, I'm going to use what you just said as my intro. <laughs> <laughs> do you have uh do you have regular segments we could like switch off no i don't he does he does a thing on okay so backstory nerdy kev mm. also has a podcast called everything is awesome and you for the part where it's the everything is awesome song you like splice together voices yeah so so my intro is uh a, a free youtube song uh that i i pulled and then uh just a bunch of different clips from movies and stuff um or like there was like a youtube i don't know i i found anything that i could find that had the word awesome in it and and for some of them <laughs> some of them like i tried to think i was like oh you know what i know like robert downey jr had to have said awesome in iron man at some point so i i scoured yeah. the internet for for an awesome like robert downey jr saying yeah. awesome it sounds pretty cool actually yeah uh, that's cool. usually the biggest compliment i get about my show is is the intro i have <laughs> i have a friend that i met through through interviewing uh on the show um uh, uh adam from uh after six o'clock podcast and uh he said like he'll often just like put on my podcast and put the intro on loop and i don't know if he listens to the show after that but he'll listen to the intro quite a few times and it, it's it is like uh one of my favorite parts of the show and i i have a feeling that as we uh, as my show progresses and i and i enter you know the 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 third, or I guess we're in the third year, but as I enter the fourth year and, and we get to that uh, anniversary in February of 2019, I, I might bring back the fact that I play the intro with my guests on the line because I'm hoping oh. like right now the, the way I record is, is always remote. And, and right now, like for me, Zencaster is like the best utility to use for that. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I'm just using my blue microphone snowball um, for, for that. But I, so you don't have a lining going into the Zen. No, like right now I am in uh, what would be called a toy room slash uh, my fiance sells LuLaRoe slash LuLaRoe room. Uh, nice. So, leggings. So, Amelia yeah, dresses. Yes, they're, they're, I see Amelia's and Carly's next to me. I've, I've been a leggings. <laughs> I have I elegant it. stuff and skirts in front of me. Uh, so so I'm literally like, I don't even have, like my soundproofing is, is LuLaRoe clothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Lula Rose yeah, yeah. Yes, studio. Yes, it, it is the Lula Rose Studios in this room. Uh, but my what I my actual studio that's torn apart right now is is uh, I I lovingly call the shedio because that is my my shed in my backyard, uh, and oh. I I'm in the process of ripping it apart uh, because it was literally a shed that I had a corner of for podcasting space. And uh, I'm, ha I'm I'm hanging drywall, and I'm making it look nice, and I'm gonna get some fancy stuff hung up, and I'm gonna make it an actual studio, and have my permanent setup with my mixer and stuff. 
um so that i and i love the blue snowball like i think it gets crystal clear quality like i don't know if you guys i mean i assume you guys are are, are you also do remote interviews as well right yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, I wanted only uh, yeah. in studio. Like, I feel like my interviews are better. Uh, just, I don't know, there's some kind of energy or I whatever. But then Casey would be like, I found this really cool person, but they're all the way across the country. We should interview them. And I'd be like, all right. So I figured out how to do it. So we do Skype. Yeah. And, and we did a great one with Greg Carlock. Uh, he was also in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> in a closed closet. Yeah. We had a couple. Eric, yes. Eric Anderson from Trouble with Trivia, who I just started a D&D adventure with on Discord. That's fun. We'll get to that because you mentioned something as I was like frantically trying to get set up for the interview. I, like, What a train. Yeah, you had Jeff <laughs> yeah. Stormer on. Yeah, and Jeff's a good, like, I actually just had beers with him today. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, Philadelphia, I think is like such a tight market for, for podcasting. Like, um, LA and New York get, so much credit. Uh, James D'Amato believes Chicago has a better market than Philly. And, and we just kind of agreed to disagree on that when I, when I had him on the show, uh, because Philadelphia to me, like there's the, the factors I have are, are pretty simple. Uh, we're the only hundred uh, percent. Well, I could, I can't say hundred percent anymore, but for the most like 95% free podcast festival out there. Uh, we also are the largest podcast festival, uh, out of all the markets where we, we cover, uh, at least two weekends, if not days in between during the week. And, uh, the last two years have averaged 50 plus shows. So it's, wow. it's Philadelphia has a strong independent podcasting market, mm-hmm. um, that I'm really proud to be part of and, and Jeff's part of it. And, and him and I are part of the same like class of podcasters. He started up um, a couple months before me um, and his first festival was in 2016 as well. So him and I are like, we, we kind of grew, uh, grew close because of that. And, and you guys are like the podcasting OGs. It sounds like. Yeah. It's weird. I never even thought about it, but it's like, it's like how comedians talk about their generations, yeah. like Dave Anthony, Mark Marin, Jackie Cation. Like it's you, me, Stormer, like all these people that started at 2012, 2013, 2014. Oh, wait, you're going all the way back to yeah, 07, yeah. though. Like, I started in 07. Um, yeah, I started uh, and I, I forget the... I guess I started recording in June, but as far as like internet tracing, cause I had to go last year, I had to go back and figure it out, uh, to like celebrate 10 years. Um, and mm-hmm. I, the first earliest thing I can see I could find was July 1st is when we posted episode one of happy hour with steel tip. That was my original show. I, I used to wrestle, um, uh, Ooh. WWE style wrestling, uh, getting hit with chairs, uh-huh. all that fun stuff. And, and I went by the name steel tip. Um, and and I oh, carried okay. that. You wore boots uh, in the uh, ring. I did once uh, in the backyard. So I <laughs> I started wrestling in the backyard, uh, and and I wore steel tip boots there. And we quickly realized that was a really bad idea. So my wrestling boots. Somebody's brains came out, maybe. <laughs> almost, almost. But so I just I I started buying black boots with silver tips on them. Like that's that's how I compensated uh. for that name. 
um, and, and I played the character up as being, a, you know, uh, the, the, the heel from Pittsburgh living in Philadelphia and whatnot. And um, at, at the time, yeah. Philadelphia was a garbage city when it came to championships and, and sports. So uh, I was able to play that up real well. Uh, but but in 07, I had um, February of 07, I broke my ankle. Uh, not wrestling. It was a, it was a drinking incident. Uh, and, um, I just never really, I, I wrestled one time after that in like 2009, I wrestled. Um, but I never got back into it. So like by the time the summer rolled around or, or spring or whatever, um, somehow like podcasting and me being involved came, came to life and, and I started doing it under that steel tip persona. Um, and it was really just an excuse to like buy new kind of all kinds of different beers and, and drink them on air. Um, but in 07, like there was no model, there was no, like podcasting was very much in its infancy. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I, the, the very first. Right. And that's probably where, yeah. And that's probably where all that rivalry came from was because it kind of, it sounds like just from watching Jeff's progression mm-hmm. in podcasting it seems like it was like radio people came over to podcasts and so they tried to stake a claim but then podcasts podcasting kind of has exploded yeah. now i mean we have podcasts like in my in my school like um i, I go to the evergreen state college the tacoma campus and like everybody's doing mm-hmm. podcasts you know like it's just so much more accessible but i would imagine like when in like the early 2000s that it was probably more territorial than that. Yeah. Yeah. So who was starting a podcast around that time, right? You mentioned Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. you got WTF over here. We had TBTL. Like who's, who are your contemporaries at the time? For, for me, the, the guy I listened to was Kevin Smith. Like I wasn't really like a big podcaster. Like my, so, so hap, if you, and I don't think you can find my original podcast online anywhere anymore. Uh, <laughs> but if you, if you were to go back and listen to those episodes, they were very much structured like a two hour radio program mm-hmm. that, and that's, that's where we pulled our inspiration from. And, mm-hmm. and, and when I, you know, when I was a teenager, like I remember in Philly, um, YSP was the big rock station. Now it's, it's a sports station, but back in the day it was, it was, a, uh, just a rock station that had Howard starting in the morning and it had yeah. King Chris afternoons and stuff. And, and so, so I was, and I, you know, I guess I was a fan of Howard. Like, you know, my dad listened to him when I would, would be in the car with him as a kid or at least as a teenager, like, you know, not like as like not a six year old, but like, you know, mm-hmm. my dad understood I could, I could handle Stern at some point. Um, and I was a fan, but I was more of a, a open Anthony guy um, in the afternoons. And then, big into this guy, kid Chris, who I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but he was, uh, kid Chris is, he's still like, he had every opportunity to, to have a show, um, on Howard stations. Uh, and he's the type of guy that would probably do well there. Cause he's a little, he's a little bit more shock jacky and stuff. And as a teenager and, and early twenties, that was kind of the vibe I had. Like I was, a you know, I, that was who, and, and again, back then in, in Oh seven, there, there was, podcasting really felt like more of a, a radio show than it did yeah. anything, at least to me, like even Smodcast in 07 was two guys sitting around talking, which for all intents and purposes was a radio show to me. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, um, for Casey, and, that's the Kevin Smith's uh, more recent podcast, right? That's his oldest podcast. Oh, okay. Smodcast. 
That's his, his, his he started uh Smodcast with Scott Mosier in uh in 2007 as well, in February of 2007. Um so so when it came to podcasting, like really I, I didn't have anyone I looked up to yeah. except for Kevin Smith. I looked up to like Kid Chris and Howard Stern and that's where we modeled our show after like ph- local Philly radio. And and our first episode actually was recorded with me being in Maine. Um, my producer being in Philadelphia and my co-host being in Levittown, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. Um, so we had to figure out remote podcasting before oh, it was the thing. Yeah. Um, like, I don't Do you know. Guys I don't use know. AOL? <laughs> we use now there's, there's some, uh, I, I mean, controversy is probably the wrong word to use, but there's, uh, there's some, uh, disagreement with what we used, um, back then mm-hmm. uh my my old original producer says we used skype i feel like skype wasn't a thing back then yeah so yeah we were doing remote podcasting really kind of before remote co- podcasting was a thing so so he says skype i feel like skype wasn't around in 07 yeah. Yeah, i feel like I it was um i don't know if they called it it wasn't google hangouts well, i think it was gchat had a an, had an audio oh thing. yeah So I feel like that's what we used. And like, again, in 07, I don't, there was no fancy microphones like I have in front of me, at least nothing fancy that I wanted to pay for. So I, and our, yeah. And our phones weren't that smart. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I had a smartphone in 07. I, I think I had a flip phone still. So, um, we used, I used like, just like the Logitech headset that was maybe like $25, um, and and I think that's what my co-host used. I think my producer, he had like he had a computer to have. Uh, so he had his mixer, and this is kind of similar to like my stu- in studio setup because I, I have that old school mentality. But he had uh, his mixer that had his computer set up for recording, and then he had a computer to patch me in through GChat, a computer to patch my co-host in through GChat, a computer to play wow. intros and commercials and stuff, and then a computer to patch in a guest if we had a live call in that day. So, so we had five different computers. Uh, yeah, yeah, five if not more. Like that's just me kind of remembering the basic setup. Uh, Whoa. And you weren't the guy no. in charge. So of I that. didn't know anything about podcasting back then. He went to school for like audio engineering. So okay. I showed up. So no wonder then it, it no wonder it, it kind of matched the vibe of yes. a radio show because it was building on a, a tradition. Yeah, and he formatted the show. Like he's the one that said, here's like, I literally was the, I showed up and talked. Like I didn't do anything for Yep, that's me. Oh, man. It's kind of the ideal. Like, I love editing and producing and stuff. But, man, when I get to just be on somebody's yeah. show, it's so yeah. fun. Yeah, just show up. I, well, and now here's here's my secret to kind of living that kind of life as a host of a show, too, is uh, broadcast it live a few times. And then you'll realize there's really no reason to edit. <laughs> like... <laughs> so so what, one of the greatest experiences I had in, in, in my podcasting quote-unquote career here is uh we we eventually you know uh we had a falling out with happy hour steel tip i went on and and learned how to produce a show myself and then eventually reconnected Mm -hmm. with that um producer of mine because you know we just we we realized we were just idiots who who both had egos really and um he needed a co-host for his show so like i was contracting five weeks at a time to be a co-host and like it was like the only time i ever got paid to do podcasting was was on, on this show nice. called the Podcast. nice 
And um, so, so I was doing his show and my show at the same time. And it eventually became a permanent thing that I was doing. And um, have, did you guys ever hear of a service called stick cam? Uh huh. Yeah. That's uh, actually the podcast I love that I started on listening was TBTL and they were on stick cam for a while. And so that's how their, their Facebook page is now called the Stens okay. page because it started out as their stick cam. Gotcha. Friends. Well, that's like where I got my live broadcast experience was, was through that. And, and once I started doing, um, uh, the, the show that I was producing at the time was just simply called happy hour. I dropped the with steel tip part. Um, and, uh, so I was broadcasting it live and I realized at that point, I was like, well, like, why do I need to edit it? Like if, if I say, uh, or, um, then it's already been heard by, you know, a thousand people, 10,000, like however many people listen to the show, like all these people heard me stumble yeah. my way through this two hour. And eventually I, 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 you know, tamed it down to an hour project, but they eventually like heard me just make an ass out of myself. So like, why do I need to fix that in post? So was it, can yeah. I ask uh, as a person that loves to hear my own voice, was it hard for you to go down from two hours to one hour? Yes and no. Um, yes and no. Uh, we, we, when I had a two hour show, again, it was kind of following that, that old way of doing podcasts that I was trained to do. Um, and that meant having commercial breaks. So really that, that oh, two hours right. was really maybe an hour and a half of me and my co-host or me and my co-host and a guest talking because we had about a half hour of commercials in there. And, and with, with sick cam, even between the stab cast, which was the show I was contracted on and my own show, like we had deals with stick cam where we actually had to have those commercials in there. Um, Oh, so the money was actually coming from stick. Uh, for, for the stab cast. Yes. There was money coming from that for, for happy hour. Uh, they, I, I didn't have that, uh, financial agreement with them. Um, I just had a, a, like feature me, uh, agreement with them, but I had to have breaks in there so that if they wanted to air commercials as well, they could. So, um, mm-hmm. so I had, we had to have commercials in there and, and eventually when I, when I tamed it down to an hour, um, I, I think I was still doing like a commercial here and there, but I was able to like not have them be as long. Like we, instead of being five minute breaks, they were like maybe 30 seconds to a, to a minute long. Um, so it, it and as you guys can hear, uh, even on my own show, I like to talk a lot. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which makes her, which makes our job yeah. really easy. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Okay. Let's dish. Okay. Okay. All right. I. I mean, Casey opened the door. Let's talk about disaster. Okay. Guests. Okay. Oh. No, don't be names. Uh, <laughs> you know who you are. No, but like seriously, when you have to like drag interesting out of someone. Yeah. So, so I, I think I benefit from the sense of like I do I, I do all my own booking, um, and I generally book people that I think I know I'm going to have a great conversation with, like. For instance, I'll use you guys as an example. Like, there's no way we're not going to have a great conversation because we're doing the same show, like <laughs> almost to the name. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. so, so I tend to have always, um, I, I think a good guest on. Um, I can think of a couple that, uh, were, were bad because I booked them every now and then I'll book a guest through Fiverr. Um, ha- have you guys heard of Fiverr? 
I, yeah, like Jim, you could get freelancing yeah, work, or yeah, you could yeah. like hire people, but then you could also yeah. work on there to do freelancing. Jim told me I should get on there and uh, do voice acting mm-hmm. or voiceover stuff. Uh, and uh, as with our Patreon, it's one thing that's on my list. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're we're not lucrative in that sense. Oh my god, we haven't figured that. I'm out. right there with you. I I've been trying to start my my Patreon for a year now, and and. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay, now I don't feel so bad. I'm actually hoping that by the time this episode airs, it's actually live because this is going to air sometime in August uh, for my feed, at least. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, nice. Well, I just want to tell you guys who are listening, you've come to accept, uh, expect really high quality programming from Nerdy Kev <laughs> and everything is awesome. And, and all he's asking is for you to just dig deep, get in there, get in your pocket pull out maybe $5 a month. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, and it's got all kinds of great extras for you. Go ahead. <laughs> now I have to own up to that. Now I have to develop these extras. <laughs> um, so you got on Fiverr? Yeah, so, uh, so have- I use Fiverr. Like every now and then, like I'll have people book a, book a guest spot for, you know, I have, I think I have like a 10, uh, I think I have like a 10, 20 and $40 like price level of like, this is how you can, you can pay me money to be a guest on my show. It's, and, and, and oh. I, it's a, I don't know why people do it. Like if I'm being honest, like I have no idea why, uh, but I will gladly do it because a, it, it usually brings in like an interesting thing that I, I was never going to book anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's er- earning some extra side cash that I can use to pay off hosting fees that, uh, yeah. cost, you know, a lot of money, uh, at the end of the day. That's a really good idea. Uh, so that's cool. So, but it's usually people that like your show, right? No, so usually they have no idea who I am. I have no idea who they are uh, when it's through Fiverr. Ooh. And 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 if I'm being honest, uh, <laughs> I would scare the hell out. They are the toughest ones um, because mm-hmm. there's no, and I do require people to like message me first before they they book the gig because like I there's there's certain things I'm just not going to talk about on my show. Like I'm not if you're a Nazi, I, I don't want you on my show like at all. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I want to see that message thread. <laughs> it, 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 it's often that people will book ahead of time and I'll, I'll email them like, Hey, uh, like I need to approve this first. And like, that's like, like Fiverr has this thing. If you're a seller where like they knock you down a few pegs, if you have to cancel orders and I'm okay with that because like at the end of the day, it's more important that I have a feed that I believe in. Uh, versus uh-huh. the money. Like I'd rather have a guest that, that I, I, I at least represents something that, uh, that I'm not against. So like, again, like, so, so I don't want, you know, I don't, I just want hatred basically on my feed. Like, you know, and, <laughs> and so I, there's not a lot that I'll turn down, but there's certain things. And like, I also am not, as we've discovered, like I'm not a great interviewer. So like someone that wants to come on and like <laughs> promote like their business, it's like, it, it, like I want to promote. Like I had someone say they wanted to come on and promote their like business to help like sell. I don't know, like a like a binky. I don't know what it was. I I but like <laughs> something stupid. I was like, guy, like I, I I'm being honest with you. I don't want you to waste your money because I, I, like, I can't turn that into gold. Like nothing against <laughs> me. Like I'm the problem. That's not my fan yeah, base. Like, yeah, I mean, there's one thing about going into an interview cold, knowing that that person already has a, a presence and is interesting to people, mm-hmm. but to go in having to do all the work, I mean, you'd have to do a bunch of extra research. That's not what the thing and, well, is. And, and I don't do that. Like, I, I tell them, too. Like, I was like, I'm literally not <laughs> going to, like, research it. And and with 
other guests, like I will 100% hop on. I'll fully dive into their stuff, into their craft once I talk to them. Cause now I don't need mm-hmm. to be surprised with these people. I tell them like, like not only am I not going to research it, like I'm never going to think about it after I post it. Like, <laughs> I, unless you truly have something that interests me and, and to any of my past mm-hmm. Fiverr guests that are listening to this, it's like, like, again, nothing against you. It was strictly a business deal that helped you promote something. So they are usually the tougher interviews that I have to do where I have to like pull stuff out of people. Sometimes I've had a couple that I booked myself that were, that were hard. Like surprisingly I had, um, uh, some comic book writers on um, that were ind- independent comic book writers. And I was like, Oh, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be a great interview. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love it. They're going to love me. And, and it was pulling teeth to talk. And, and that is, you know, was it just cause they're writers and they're introverted I, kind of I a guess, deal? Yes. But like, I'm introverted. Like you wouldn't know by, by listening yeah. to a podcast that I'm introverted, but I'm totally like antisocial. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, like I hate people. Like, like it's just, they scare me. Like, I don't want to talk. Like I kind of just want to do my own thing. Um, but uh, on the, on the air, I feel extroverted, uh, extroverted, I guess. But yeah, most of the, most uh-huh. of the guests that I have on that I have an issue with are, are usually post interview. Like something happens where we have a falling out. Cause I, I try. Oh I tend, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. And I tend to think of everyone I interview as like a friend at that point. Like, cause again, it's, it's, yeah. it's not an interview. It's more of a, con- like we're having a conversation. If I'm asked if, if it turns into an interview where questions are being answered, then great. But I, most of the time, everyone that I talk to, like I hope to have on again someday. And, and I, I hope to have like a, a free flowing relationship and collaborate with them more and, and just have like a friendly experience throughout the rest of my podcasting career. Yeah. So that actually one of our guests um, we had a falling out with and uh, so me and that person, we're also going to do another podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, so they, for whatever reason, Jeff said something that was rude or insensitive <laughs> or whatever. And this person felt so disrespected that they were like, pull all my episodes, pull all my likeness and everything. And at that point we didn't do a waiver which uh, we'll make sure we get to you. <laughs> oh, man. And we, for a while, we were doing them all uh, audio. Like, we'll just have you repeat us. Yeah, but we just jumped us, right but... into this interview, which is great. Yeah. But, uh, I I mean, out of out of all of these waivers, I think this one kind of goes um, unsaid. <laughs> I, I need to... So, so this, is, this is blowing my mind right now, because, like, I am probably the furthest thing from a professional when it comes to this. Like, I just hop on and talk. Uh, so, so a waiver sounds like potentially an idea that would have saved me a huge headache earlier this year when I, I had a mental breakdown. Right. Right. Because we came across this and this person, you know, like technically this is art. Um, that's, was Jeff's argument. Like this is art. I've already recorded it. They've already put it up. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just like, no, I want everything out, gone, nothing. And then, um, so we I were just kind of like, uh, what? I mentioned the the TBTL fan community. Yeah. I go to them a lot for like advice on stuff like this because a lot of them are podcasters as well. And they're just smart, interesting people. And some of them were like, get rid of it. Start making everybody sign a waiver. And I was like, oh, man, but it's so impersonal. Yeah, like like, yeah, he was like, like this is, gross. Yeah, he just but, hates that stuff. And I'm more uh, like 
admin oriented type person. And usually you can tell when somebody might flip. Like if I'd really thought about it with this particular individual, I would have dotted my eyes really? or whatever. Oh, like, I didn't think so, but... Sometimes somebody flips and you just never expected it, but sometimes yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and like you, you know, like we err on the side of being positive and thinking the best of people and giving them the benefit of the doubt. So, you know, obviously when we go in to an interview, we're not trying to have a falling out a couple months or a couple weeks later, you know, that's just not a thing. Especially because I said to this person, like, uh, look, I'm, I'm still editing. We could take out stuff that you're uncomfortable with. But and then we had another guy. Oh, man, this is uh, we had a rival <laughs> in local podcasting. Uh, I won't get into the, the specifics, but we had a rival. <laughs> and we go to a, a comedy show that, that this particular person was involved in in a, a production type way. And he's like, hey, man, I got a new job. You got to get get rid of that episode of me on it. And I was like what it's like a two-parter and like it's like i don't have all that many episodes like what, what's wrong with it and it's like just get rid of it and like that that gave me a sour feeling ever since yeah because he I was going it. through uh, um, that person was going through background checks and um things like that for their job and they were thinking that it was maybe this episode that was getting them not hired oh <laughs> You don't he didn't remember say that? that directly to me. No, he's. I was right there. He's like he only talked to you. I was right there. Man, that's so silly. <laughs> Jeff they, probably, they said all kinds of crazy shit on their own podcast. Yeah, Jeff I think probably it was, was I think probably it was just Dixon. traumatized. He just heard that and was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was just, I that was the first time that I had. So this other person we had was also a local podcaster, and I was excited to meet them because they were kind of like the big shot mm. in town. And so we were, I, you know, I was just thinking, oh, cool, like getting to know the podcasting community. And that was what he led with. Or sorry, that's what they this led. individual. <laughs> Let's edit this. <laughs> and that's what they led with. And I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, like this, this, this could be legal. I mean, this could be a whole thing. And I like to like, I like to be, you know, clean and professional at all times, no matter what, you know, just to err on the side of CYA. Mm -hmm. And so it's like really exciting us. to me that you are totally cool. And we were able to book you on our podcast episode for this month. And yeah. like, um, and then, you know, and we could bond about like, because it, we can bond over, you know, everything is awesome. But also it seems like we have like a similar vision yeah. because I was looking at your um, logo and I kid you not, when I first started, Jeff didn't have a logo. He just had like a Yeah, I remember the picture of the cat. Yeah, yeah. Taco like, cats. Yeah, or taco cats. And I was like, we need logo, we need branding, <laughs> we need t-shirts, we need, you know, magnets. I can't, I can't you know, do any of Because that's it. my job. Like, that's what I do. And, and I understand like, you know. Branding. So um, I was just like, we had sketched out a couple ideas. And I think one of our, like, one of our visuals was like the, the very simple everything is and then having awesome be kind of like, big, like mm -hmm. you have it. And so 
you know, it's kind of cool. Like, it's kind of cool that it's not this weird rivalry, like territorial thing. And yeah. it's more, which was what I was hoping for was I was hoping like, Hey, what if it, how awesome would it be if we just had a bunch of everything is awesome podcast and it could be like all over the United States. Yeah. I mean, you could be the Philly, you know, chapter. We could be the Tacoma Washington. We could be the Washington chapter. There could be one in every state. We're the weirdo bookworms <laughs> that talk about our mental illness. You're the nerdy guy with movies. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And so it's, <laughs> I like, you know, I, I just feel like there is some similarities and that's really cool that, despite not knowing each other and being strangers that we kind of have the same vision in some way. Like there's a, there's a, there's an underlying current that is very similar. And um, I just was curious. So when people, when you talk about your podcasting, like podcasts, what's the podcast about? What you uh, is, <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you've heard that. <laughs> it's, it, it, I, I literally just kind of like how I described it earlier. It's like, well, it's just me sitting around talking. Like it's literally a conversation. It's, I have a conversation with a new person every week. Um, and, uh-huh. and you know, if, if it's, if I'm being more formal about it, like if it's with someone that's an, a fellow podcaster or, or it's like trying to book, like I like to book, um, like the, the this year was big for conventions. Like we, we booked two conventions that we we performed live mm-hmm. at. So whenever I yeah, we actually have one coming up here in Seattle to PodCon. Yeah, we gotta get on that. We yeah. get on that. That's like yeah. another Podcon. thing. <laughs> We need to be seen. The world has to see our beauty. Did you know, because, uh, where was PodCon last year? Was it in Seattle last year too? It's mm-hmm. Seattle. Yeah. As far as all I know is Travis McElroy had something to do with it. And Jen. And Frado? by the time I had heard about it, everything yeah. was booked. <laughs> so like we were. Yeah, and it's, it seems like they were a last minute this year. Yeah, I just too. heard about it. I think they just formally announced it. They just formally announced I, it. Right. But is it all fully scheduled? I have everything? no idea. No, I think they're I think they're raising money through Kickstarter or Indiegogo or something. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we can get in there this year. Yeah, well, we could talk to Jen. That was the person that Jen Freeman yeah. of she has a great podcast. She's from Olympia. What is it called? Uh, I never saw that. It's will, good. Yeah, Listen man. to it. It's, I, I have every time I saw like every, so this is probably, you know, in the 130s for me episode wise. So I probably have mm-hmm. at least 130 plus recommendations of podcasts I should be listening to. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's there's a section in our show that we talk, we do so, uh, shout outs. Yeah, I was so grateful to all the other podcasters that helped yeah. me get started that I just decided at the end of every show I'd go around the table and pitch one or two episodes per so, person. So, and it's a cool Let me segment. ask you guys like about it. about your everything is awesome because there's literally no structure to my show. Like there is as you guys have witnessed like we've started recording right away because of me. Like that was all on me because there was literally no pre-conversation <laughs> to say this is how we're going to do the crossover. This is this is how I record, this is how you record. I literally hop right into yeah. it and and go and at some point the show will be the show and at some point it won't. Um and right. and there's no segment. Like yeah. Now my I do live shows and and there's usually a lot more structure to that. Still no research, but more structure. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've done done a couple live shows. Yeah, yeah. So okay, man, I have I have questions. So let's let's. I want to start with. Um, Wait, before we get into that, okay. there was one thing. Can I circle back? Yeah. Um, you said you had a falling out with a guest. Mm-hmm. Both of our shows, just because of the name, and I think our characters were kind of peace and love mm-hmm. and like celebrate. So, like, what happens when you have a big 
drop like that? How does that feel? How does that affect well, your sense of yourself and your podcast? So, so I try to live life the, like the Kevin Smith way. Um, and, and he's like Mr. Positive and, and, and I try, that's why I'm, I'm so positive. That's why like, even down to like, just like him, like down to crappy movies, I try to find the good in it. Sometimes you can't like with Batman versus Superman, there's no positive in that, but there's, I, I try to be the guy that's like, um, you know, and, and this is why I don't like the, the Reddit podcasting community because they're all about like, why would you do this? Like, why would you do a show with you just sitting around talking with your best friend? There's a million of those shows. And I'm like, why not? Like, they're my favorite mm-hmm. shows. I want to listen to two people talking like they're best friends. Yeah, that's TL. That's uh, what are some other ones? There is there is a good and they don't do it anymore. Um, and damn, uh, what was it? It was my 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 worst day or worst day of my life or some, something like that. And they, it was just like these two friends uh, sitting around talking about like crappy things that happened to them during the week. And, but it was at the heart of it, it was just two best friends talking and like, mm-hmm. and, and it goes back to me being uh, like my first podcast being Smodcast. Like it was just two best friends talking. And, and ultimately mm-hmm. that's, that's where I am today with everything is awesome. It's me talking to new soup. Like I call them super friends, like all my new super friends every week. It's a new super friend that I'm mm-hmm. sitting around talking to. Um, and, and, but like, so, so something like that happened with my guest in that falling out. Now it also, it was more than just like the, like it wasn't necessarily even had anything to do with, with everything is awesome. It was about the, the network that I was running that at this point, everything is awesome is on, uh, as far as when mm-hmm. this is airing, when we're recording it, I'm actually part of another network for another couple of days, but, um, I'm, I'm finally, you know, bringing that podcast back to like the network I'm running. And there was a falling out with, and it wasn't even anything to do with podcasting. It had something to do. We were both writing for, for another it website. Was about a girl. If that girl is uh, DC comics, then absolutely. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh. She's a feisty one. I hear. Uh, yeah. Like we were both writing for this website. That was a, like a, a comic book review website and whatnot. And, 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 mm-hmm. And, and like it, I, I, without getting into many details, it was just like this crazy thing that like I had no idea. What, like, like the jealousy behind me writing for the site that that was there, and and it blew up into this thing. And I was like, I'm just, you know what? Professionally, we're done. Like, because he crossed the line mm-hmm. that I don't think is forgivable, and I guess I crossed the line that he didn't think was forgivable. And I was like, we're yeah. just done. And and if it had been as simple as a clean cut, it would have been great. And, 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 but it was, um, I don't do, I'm, I'm 34 now. Like I turned 34 this month. So at the time I was 33, like I don't do like high school stuff anymore. Like I have kids and, and whatnot. And this, and this person was, was 10 years my senior. Like, so, mm-hmm. so like the fact that I was living this high school drama through email and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and it was like having a, like, and I think everyone kind of suffers from some level of depression. Um, like it's, I, I find it hard to believe that That's fair. I, I find it hard to believe that someone like goes throughout their entire life without ha- having it. And, sure. and I think it's just, everyone deals with it on uh, at different levels and, and they have their own coping me- mechanisms. And yes. like, I, I know people that, that take medicine for it and I, and it's great. Like if you need to take medicine, you need to sit down and talk to somebody. I know someone that has to go and see someone every week or every month or whatever their schedule okay. is. And like, that's all great. And, I, and I'm, and I'm happy that stuff exists and, and whatnot for me. Like, I know that I, I've never been at that level. Like usually like, 
uh, well, uh, about 10 years ago, I guess more than 10 years ago, it was wrestling. Like I would just hop in the ring and wrestle. And that's how I dealt with, with my depression. I just was being, and, and what that turned into was being creative is, is how I cope. But like this guest literally like fat, like he, uh, they, they were a, uh, like so manipulative manipulative uh that they were able to like kind of break me to to like not want to create like i in in 2018 i i was very slow to put out episodes um and and in the and a lot to be fair the end of 2017 was the uh one year anniversary of my my uncle passing away from cancer and and it's also his birthday and thanksgiving and chris like all all this stuff happens like in in a in a four-week span of that like i kind of just like i know that i'm probably gonna get i knew i was gonna get sad uh and and this year i'm trying to kind of preempt that by by not being sad uh or or using creativity to get through that sadness um but so I was just kind of getting over that when all this other crap happened with the guest and like, I just, I was done. Like I just, I, I almost, and, and like I had a bad live show at the end of January because of different factors, but some of it was because of what I was going through with this. So I, I almost like, I almost threw in the, the towel for live shows. I almost threw in the towel for podcasting. I was like, I'm just done. Like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so that's how that particular one is. And, and, Honestly, the, what brought you back? What, um, what so, you? so one of the things was um, what I wanted to do with the show uh, live, and that was um, before, like the real before I really started feeling that way. We had done episode one hundred that you guys were just listening to before we started recording with Jeff Stormer, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I really love the idea of. Um, not doing my late night talk show style of live shows. Like, I I think I don't, I think that's the issue. Like, you know, we just had this, this live show in January that uh, didn't go off the way. Like every other show that I put on the card performed top notch. My sponsor that was supposed to help promote was garbage. And I felt like garbage as far as how I performed. So I was like, and it took me a couple of weeks for me to say, you know what, that episode 100, there was something special about that episode. And I was like, you know, I want to do more conventions and whatnot. So it was while kind of still figuring out like how to get through, through dealing with this guest. I was like, well, let me see what happens when I, when I apply for a convention and, and I applied for the greater uh, Philadelphia comic-con, uh, which is a small little convention in uh, Oaks PA just outside of Philly. And, um, it was my first time ever being a guest at like, like an attendee at the con, let alone a guest at that con. And, um, Mm -hmm. I found out a week beforehand that we were accepted, but that's, that's literally what jumpstarted me again. Like I was the, that being accepted to that con. And then within a week or two of that being accepted to wizard world, Philly, uh, to do our panel there, like that, that back-to-back acceptance like kind of jump-started me into doing it again. And, and, and what held me back up until I'd say July 1st, as far as like putting the shows out on a, in a timely fashion was just the pile of work I had to do to get there. Um, so like I had mm-hmm. maybe like, I don't know, 15 episodes recorded or, and also needed to record uh, an, another 15 episodes to catch up. Like I'm a numbers guy. Uh, like, you know, I, I, I like to have, 
All right, July like July first is supposed to be the uh, episode one hundred and twenty seven. So I need to be at one twenty seven. Uh-huh. So I, I, I and it's something that only podcasters care about. It's something that probably only I care about. Uh, oh my god, I can't tell you how angsty I felt when a girlfriend I was with at one point said like, "You don't have to put one out every week," <laughs> and I was like. What? <laughs> you don't understand yeah. me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Luckily, I've calmed down a little bit. I'm kind of the same way. Um, what I do now is I try to make up for it if I miss a week. Is I like the next week I'll put two out or something like that. Um, because I I still need to have at least 52 episodes a year. Like it, it's, it's something that's just wired in my head that I need to do. And, and it's supposed to be easier because I don't have to rely on a guest host. So I don't need to take holidays off now. I can. I, so. Oh, okay. So there's another thing you put on your back, but like if, if we can, I, I really want to get into this because I know there are podcasters and other artists out there who get a big setback and they feel like shit. And it's all on them, and they're like, "Ah, oh, I, I mean, do if, this it does, if it makes it feel any better, we kind of had our own couple setbacks this year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like when we stopped doing ours every mm-hmm. week because of school, or if we had like personal problems. I mean, we're a couple, so like, <laughs> that shit happens. Um, and then just this one particular issue that we talked about earlier, like coming back from that, it. Was it just being accepted by these two cons or was there something about the people that were organizing them? Was it something about the people that came out? I I think it was, it was a, the, the, the acceptance of being able to do the, the panel at the con, because it was a way for me to think about how I was going to do a live show differently. Um, Mainly Mm -hmm. the live shows I do tend to be, in the late night talk show format. So it'll be me and I'll bring my best friend in as my like Ed McMahon. Uh, and we'll do a monologue, a quick little monologue and, and we'll, we'll do a, a bit in the beginning and then we'll have a guest come out and then a musician or a comedian come out at the end and kind of wrap things up in, in about 55 minutes. Uh, That's kind of how we did it for ours. Yeah. yeah. And, and I want to, I want to talk, we'll, we'll get, I'll answer your question. I want to talk to you about your live show because mm-hmm. live shows interest me big time. Um, but yeah, so so it was, you know, all right, well, the challenge I had for episode 100 was, you know, I wanted episode 100 to be special because it was 100. I wanted it to be different because it was 100. Mm-hmm. Episode 25, I interviewed Batman, a.k.a. I sat in a car by myself, going back and forth, talking to myself as Batman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so when I, milestone episodes are my opportunity to have fun with the show. Um, and and I think everyone should be doing like, I I absolutely think any podcaster that's out there should take these opportunities when they can to, to switch it up to stay true to your brand, but, but switch it up to, to have fun. Cause like at the end of the day, you're kind of doing it for yourself. We did that for our episode 102. Yeah. That guy I mentioned that we, yeah, my first guest was our 100th episode guest. And then we went through. We brought him Outtakes. in and I played him all these clips from that episode that we like <laughs> talked about what had happened. Nice. Since then. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying, but did you want to answer your question or? Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, live shows. Um, so you, so how do you guys do like, how do you differentiate the, the live show? Cause I feel like that's an important thing. 
from your regular recorded show. Let's see. Did we ever even like talk about this is how we're going to do it? Or did you just come along with me and I did it the way I'd done it before? Um, I think you just did it the way I did it. And I was just kind of like, hey, you know, for the sake of efficiency, can we just have it a certain way consistently? And so that's when we kind of brought in the framework of we already had a framework, but we kind of brought in the framework of we're going to talk about the week and then we're going to talk about something else. And then we're going to go into the interview mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the guests. Yeah. And we yeah. haven't really been following that at all. But, but, <laughs> but for these live shows, it was basically I invited people to my house for a comedy show. Yeah. And then I uh, kind of round robin yeah. brought the comedians in and out. We all uh, talk live. Wait talk show style yeah okay uh and just as many mics as we had that's how many people were on stage at once or whatever and on stage my basement so so when you do so when you do your live shows are they have they all been at your house yeah oh okay well my first one was my uh freedom party quote unquote it was when my divorce went final back in 2014 (laughs) um so that uh 2015 so that uh that was, was a, a big to do. Like I had musicians and the whole thing. Okay. I ended up, uh, one comedian went on way too long as comedians tend to do. I found out it was the first time I ever organized a comedy show, but I had to scrub like one of the musicians and luckily he was totally cool about it. But man, putting on a live show, like in a venue, yeah, like you either have to have your own fans fill that place or you have to be really, really good at putting on the show. I, and that's and I, I don't know if I was or not. <laughs> You'd have to ask the people that were there. Well, and that's how see so that interests me because I've never like even thought to do like kind of that like basement show. Um hey, I, I mean I just I, I don't have I don't think I have the space to do something like that where where I'm at. Um but like we've always like I mean every live show I've ever done, which the first one was in two thousand and seven, we we MC we uh emceed an event at a bar um by just kind of like there would be bands playing and then in between the bands we would just do a little silly bit uh, a silly bit, hand out t shirts and then introduce the next band. And uh, which was a lot of fun, but not really what I wanted to do in live podcasting, which which again, in 07, no one was really doing that. So so I was I wanted to do what what all live podcasters do now. And that's basically do a version of their show on stage. And and, yeah, um, and I think it's and and you know what? Here's my advice as far as like doing a live show in a venue. uh, And you guys can take it or leave it, but is to to a have a, a live uh, element that that is special to the crowd that's there. So what I do is we sometimes try to play a game that may, that may suck for my listening audience uh, at home. Uh, <laughs> but 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 these are episodes that don't don't air too often, and and I try to make it all you know sound good, audible as well uh, as visual mm-hmm. for the live audience. But then also like the live the 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 first guest, we I try to pick someone that is going to have something interesting to do as well. So like um we the the first live show we did with everything is awesome i had one of my friends who was a fitness guy come in he had me and my co-host do a push-up contest against each other had us do like an ab roller in the in the audience and whatnot and it was just (laughs) a fun silly thing to do to 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 get the audience like visually involved with the show um, I like that. Yeah. And, I like and the that. other advice I give for live shows is think about how many people would sit around. And I, I mean, you guys have done it in your house, so maybe this is a bad example. But think about how many people in your house would actually sit around and listen to you talk about the bullshit that you talk about. Right. Like 
for me, nobody, nobody wants in my house wants to sit around and listen to me talk. <laughs> so, so the fact that like when I go to do a live show, if literally nobody shows up, like whatever, like it's okay because I'm getting a cool experience recording my show some in, in a different kind of venue. So, so yeah. Adam- absolutely. That's why I would make it a show after or, or, I mean, it was usually on a special event, like my birthday. Okay. Or yeah, so like the first, party. yeah, the first one that I did was probably like the third episode in. For yeah. Everything that's awesome is we just did the housewarming party, mm-hmm. the four twenty ish party. I mean, and honestly, so, it was really just hijacking our party guests for an hour. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was kind of cool though, and I'm really glad that that was my first time doing it. Because there was an audience, so we our guests were the audience members, and it felt like it was like a nighttime yeah, show, yeah. you know, like a, a TV show. Just that that's what kind of, you know, you and I were the hosts, and we were just smoking and drinking and, like, had uh, comedians, and so they all kind of were good comedians and were able to keep the show going and then the it was cool to hear the, like live audience feedback too yeah like yeah. them laughing and that's seeing one them thing smile. that i if we do it again i would like to incorporate more because uh one of my favorite pods my favorite murder they started doing their segment where they uh where they have somebody on at the end so the audience like the whole time is feeling like i hope it's me or my friend or whatever who has a good story and then that person gets to come on tell their story yeah. everybody claps they're like yay look at this audience member rules and then like the audience feels good or whatever yeah, I, I think that we could incorporate something like that i just started listening to to my favorite murder a couple months ago because it's the only podcast my fiance listens to i was like oh my god you're listening to a podcast like, <laughs> i want to listen to it too so nice. we can talk about it uh, and, and so I'm, I'm in the process of doing that, but, um, yeah, I, I think you guys, uh, should, I think everyone should, t- that does a podcast should take the step of doing one, uh, in a venue. Like if, if you can find the space yeah, to do it, we should, it's, mm-hmm. you, you might get like, I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that you're not going to get anybody in there. Um, because, Typically, like now for me, you know, I live in the suburbs of Philly, so a lot of my friends and family don't actually come. Like, so the people that come and watch my show, like, are honestly there to see a podcast. So it's, it's it is a weird feeling, but it's usually a small crowd. Like the biggest crowd we had was at Wizard World. We had like seventy five people there, but that's not the norm. The norm wow. is probably anywhere from ten to to, to twenty people. I've had a, something. I've literally had no like nobody. Uh, but that was more of like a we weren't doing the normal thing anyway. The normal thing I've had. Uh, mm-hmm. the least amount I've had was the my guest wife was in the audience. So that, but that it. was also yeah. There's something so fun like as a performer, like I I play music or yeah. whatever. Like when there's no one there, but the sound guy and like the bartender. <laughs> Well, it's the pressure is way lower, but then also if you're really good, they'll start like calling their friends and family and be like, you got to see this. Yeah. Guy. And we had the, the, the venue that we were at, at for that show where it was just my guest wife. Uh, it was my fault. Cause I didn't promote. It was literally th- that show was booked before things went bad with my uncle, but took place two weeks after he passed away. So like I did zero oh, promotion gosh. for it. Uh, until like yeah. the week off, I was 100%. like, Oh, uh, guys, by the way, uh, doing this thing. And like, so no one came to it, which, which expected it was in the city. It was a drive for all my local friends and whatnot, but the, uh, the venue was broadcasting it on their Facebook page. And I know we had like, a, a, I think a couple hundred views on that. Like, I'm sure they were in and out. I'm sure it wasn't consistent. Um, uh, but yeah. 
Yeah, we've done that. We've done Facebook Live where we'll just do the warm up talk. Yeah, let's talk about streaming. Oh, you're now you're talking my game because that's. I I mean, I kind of talked about it. Yeah, have you had any success there? Well, not recently, uh, because I don't do it now. Like I don't, I don't do live streaming. Uh, and, and it's something that I, I want to look into doing again. And, and I think that's something I'll look into once I set up my studio. But, at, you know, I brought it up earlier was stick cam was my was my live streaming experience and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. varying degrees of success there. Like the, the, the main show that I did for me, Happy Hour, uh, you know, we probably had a, a, a couple thousand uh, with that, that viewed the show within the hour and then consistently was probably like around 50 to a hundred people were consistently in that room. Uh, Stabcast, uh, the show that I was contracted for. Um, I think we, st- I think, I think while I was part of that show, it never went down below two hours. Um, and that was similar numbers, like about, uh, well, no, that was probably about 10,000 people in the two hours that viewed the show in and out. And it was, pr- yeah, you're, What's that? You're coming in and out, so we're missing all these interesting oh numbers. Maybe we should take a break. Okay. Yeah, let's take a quick break and uh, reset okay. our, our Zencaster, and then we'll, we'll get back on the call. How's that sound? That sounds great. So we'll, we'll do that now. Thank you to Jeff and Casey from the Other Everything is Awesome podcast for being on the show. Uh, if you want to listen to part two, it drops on August 22nd, but it is available on patreon.com slash that entertains right now. All you have to do is go there and subscribe and you get early access, exclusive content, and much, much more. Check out all our rewards, all our goals. Uh, we really want to make uh, the podcasting space uh, better than it already is. Uh, we, we know it can be more welcoming. We know it can be more inclusive. And the whole point of the network is to give a platform to unique uh, voices and be inclusive to the community. Um, and I'm just, I'm so excited for uh, the network growing. Uh, we'll have more news on that, maybe not in part two, but maybe in episode 135. We'll have more episode about our network uh, possibly expanding even further. Uh, so yet again, uh, thank you to Jeff and Casey for being on the show. If you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, may I recommend The Ladies Who Rant with Amikon and Andrea Rutherford. Ami and Andrea sit down and they talk about today's issues from a woman's perspective, rant along the way, laugh along the way, cry along the way. And it is such a great show. I'm so proud to have that on my network. I'm really excited to see what they develop for their Patreon exclusive stuff that you can find at patreon.com slash that entertains. And be sure you check out The Ladies Who Rant on thatentertains.com slash network i mentioned earlier that after party of one will be coming to the that's entertainment podcast network it's a brand new show that is in the vein of an after show uh where we sit down we talk about party of one podcast it's gonna be a monthly show to start we're gonna sit down every month and talk about the previous month's worth of shows uh, and I am super, super excited to be bringing that to you October 1st. We're going to be recording on uh, around the 27th of September, and it's going to air on October 1st for the general audience, and I'm going to try to get it dropped on the 28th or 29th for our Patreon subscribers. It is going to be such a fun, fun show. Um, Jeff's a great storyteller, and... I want to be able to sit down and break down each episode with guests from within the tabletop community, which is literally anybody who is a fan of Party of One, a fan of role-playing games, a fan of 
good storytelling, a fan of being a player, a fan of being a game master. If you count yourself in that world of tabletop, which I, I be- truly believe anyone can say that they are, uh, you are 100% uh, on board for listening to this breakdown. Hopefully we're going to have quick little interview snippets from designers as well from the games that Jeff features on his show for that month. Uh, but we are still uh, developing the show, obviously, because we haven't recorded yet. So, uh, I'm, I'm, again, I'm just super excited. Make sure you check that out. And um, you can go to AfterShowPod, at AfterShowPod on Twitter, to uh, get more information about uh, the show as it drops. Follow us there to hear me go on and on about Party of One and stuff like that. We like to end Everything is Awesome with a call to action. Super friends. There are a lot of terrible things happening right now, and it can feel like you can't do anything to help, but you can. It takes people like us to make a difference, and one of the easiest and most important ways to take action is to call your representatives about issues that are important to you. And I've been listening to this great new uh, Philadelphia-based podcast called My Gay Agenda. And even though I consider myself an ally, listening to that podcast has been very eye-opening and enlightening and and it makes me realize I can do more for the LGBTQ plus community. And my call to action this week is to urge you to contact your representatives about the census count for our LGBTQ plus population. Every 10 years, the United States Census provides policymakers with essential information about the demographics that make up our nation. Census counts inform everything from allocation of federal funding to states to enforcement of anti-discrimination laws like the Fair Housing Act. Additionally, public health and social science researchers use census data to understand communities' unique needs. Questions about gender identity and sexual orientations have never been included in the census, making it hard for policymakers to understand how disparities in employment, housing, and other arenas affect LGBTQ plus communities. People in this community, especially those of color, still face discrimination and abuse. Congress must reject the Census Bureau's attempt to erase LGBTQ plus people from policymaking considerations and ensure the census includes questions about gender identity and sexual orientation. When I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you'll find issue summaries of issues that are important to you, contact info for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure your message gets across. Calling is quick, easy, and is one of the most important ways to have your voice heard. It can make a tremendous difference. Let your voice be heard. Thank you to our supporters on patreon.com slash that entertains. If you want to support us in a non-monetary way, word of mouth recommendations and five-star rating reviews on iTunes are the best way to spread the good word of awesome. You can find us on at real awesome pod on facebook.com and Twitter. You can also find us on Instagram at awesome podcast and we're available on awesomepodcast.com And of course that entertains.com slash network. You can get more news about this show at awesomepodcast.com and that entertains.com. But also on my personal Twitter, at that nerdy Kev, is where I do a lot of things. If you're interested in ad rates, live appearances, help with your podcast, or have a question or comment, email us at awesome at crudehumorstudios.com. Everything is Awesome is a production of That Entertains Podcast Network in association with Crude Humor Studios. Crude Humor Studios is a Philadelphia-based production company specializing in audio. You can find more information at crudehumorstudios.com. Thanks for listening, super friends. We've been awesome. That's Entertainment Podcast Network. Entertainment and culture. Artist-owned. Fan-supported.